Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. of man or the development of man. So you have to remember, you got to get a hold of this because uh, uh, it will explain a lot of things in your life. Now, we're going to uh, go to John 3, 316, and all of you know this scripture. And what we're going to do is read five verses, and then we're going to insert the word Zoe instead of the word life uh, uh, this morning. So in John 3.16, the word says, For God so loved the, the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth him in him should not perish but have everlasting Zoe or life. Everybody say everlasting Zoe or after everlasting life. Okay, now let's go to John 5.26. And he says, For as the Father has life, in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. For as the Father has Zoe, you see, so has he given to the Son to have Zoe in himself. All right? Now let's go to 524. And he says, uh, Verily, very I say unto you, he that heareth my words and believes on him that sent me, has everlasting Zoe, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Somebody said, from, has passed from death unto life, has passed unto Zoe. Okay, now let's go to John chapter 10. And I'm giving you scriptures, and then I'm going to connect them for you. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill. Everybody out loud, please. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life, that they might have Zoe, and that they might have it more abundantly. Did everybody get that? Now, let's go to Second uh, Corinthians now. Second Corinthians Chapter 4, uh, verse 10, and verse 11. And what these two verses are going to say, uh, or, or what they say to us, exactly what it says in John chapter 1, verse 4. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life, <clears throat> that the Zoe also of Jesus might be made manifest in our what? Mortal flesh. So did you get that this morning? So what Jesus, the Bible tells us, uh, uh, his purpose in coming was to, to give us life. Or to give us the, uh, the, the Zoe life. Somebody say the Zoe life. So when <clears throat> if that Zoe life, uh, if, uh, to understand it better, uh, uh, it's uh, synonymous with, uh, with uh, that word eternal life. is synonymous with the nature of God. Somebody say the nature of God. <clears throat> the God kind of life. All right. So when we look at these scriptures we just read, the Bible says that the Father has Zoe. Somebody say the Father has Zoe. 
So uh, when Jesus uh, was born here on earth as a man, he was totally God but totally man. <clears throat> the Bible says that it was imparted into him to have the nature of God, the God kind of life, all right? The nature of God. And then in John 10.10, 10, Jesus said this, For the enemy has come not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. I have come, in other words, Jesus is saying, this is my purpose. So Jesus didn't come to start a religion, didn't start to come to really start a church or churches. His purpose was to come and give life and to give life more abundantly. That was his purpose. So when Jesus came, his purpose, his only purpose, was to impart life. Did everybody get that? To impart the nature of God into your life. To impart the Zoe life, the God kind of life in our hearts. Did everybody get that? So this is why Jesus came. Now, uh, <clears throat> the, reason, the reason Jesus came to impart the Zoe life or the nature of God or the God kind of life is because this is the greatest need. Listen to me real carefully because you'll lose. I'll lose you this morning if you don't get a hold of this. <clears throat> The reason Jesus came to impart life was because this is the greatest need of man. Does everybody understand that? It is the greatest need of man uh, uh, to have or to receive the, the nature of God. All right? And the reason it is the greatest need of man, because if you read the book of Genesis, when, when God made man, uh, he had the nature of God. And this man was going to live forever. Imagine that. He was going to be uh, immortal. He was going to live forever. Even though after he died, Adam went on to live 930 years. That's nearly 1,000 years. Can you imagine somebody living 930 years? Well, Methuselah lived 969 years. Uh, Noah lived 950 years. Uh, and sometimes people are having a hard time living 30 years, you know. They can't even move at 30 or 40. But uh, if the life is in you, now if you can appropriate uh, what I'm going to share with you this morning, you can live healthy and live a long life. Does everybody understand that? Uh, because these are the promises of God. Now, it's, I'm not telling you that you're not going to die. You are going to die. But uh, you're gonna, you can live a long life, as a matter of fact, uh, until you're satisfied. Now, if you're satisfied at 50, bye-bye. If you're satisfied at 60, you said, I'm through. Okay, you can go. If you say, I'm satisfied at 70, you can go at 70 or 80 or even 90. But you can live, and that's the promise of God, to live a long life. But you have to understand what I'm going to share with you because if you'll understand, you'll understand your life. You'll understand health. You'll understand family. You'll understand your job. You'll understand your past, present, and your future. Does everybody understand that? So Jesus, now listen real carefully, he came to impart life. 
The enemy has come but to kill, steal, and to destroy. I have come to, uh, to give Zoe and to give Zoe in abundance. I've come to impart life unto people. Does everybody understand that? And the reason, because that's man's greatest need. And the reason, back again to Genesis, is because when uh, man sinned in the beginning, you read that in the book of Genesis, when man sinned, uh, uh, it, it was the most horrible thing that it could have ever happened to uh, uh, human beings or to mankind. When he sinned, uh, spiritual death, everybody say spiritual death. Spiritual death was lodged in his heart. And spiritual death uh, is the nature of the devil. Did you get that? So when he sinned, something horrible happened to Adam. The nature of the devil uh, was lodged inside of him. All right? Uh, and that's what spiritual death is all about. Spiritual death, all of you understand physical death, but spiritual death is when you're separated from God. If you're separated from God, that means that you don't have the nature of God. You have the nature of the enemy or the devil. And this is what happened, all right? So uh, uh, Jesus came to eradicate or remove that nature of the enemy and to impart the life of God, which is the life of Zoe in our life. Can you say amen? Now, let me say this so that, I will, so that you'll understand. Without the nature of God, man doesn't have a chance. Does you, you understand what I'm saying? You can go to the university. You can go to college. You can get a doctor's degree. You can get two doctor's degrees. But if you don't have the nature of God, which is the Zoe of God, really, uh, you're not going to make it. You'll just be an educated pervert or an educated thief or an educated uh, uh, child molester, you know, whatever, you know, a liar. But uh, you need the nature of God. The problem is not uh, the, on the outside, it's in the inside. You understand? So when Jesus came, he said, I've come that you might have life and to have it more abundantly. That's why Jesus came, because that's the greatest need of man, all right? Now, to tell a man, now listen real carefully. To tell a man, it doesn't matter how much money the government might invest in programs, uh, in prison reform, I don't care how much, billions of dollars in educating people. We've had billions of dollars in our educational system and prison reform. It don't matter how much money you invest to try to change man, man cannot change. You understand that? He cannot change uh, because his problem is not outside, it's inside. And unless he gets the Zoe or a new nature, then he will continue to do the things that he don't even want to do. Do you understand? Now, to tell a man that has not received the nature of God change is like telling a dog, I don't want you to be a dog from now on. You can dress up a little dog, put a bow on him, put a little dress on him, a little suit, and you can try to treat him like a, a little human, but your dog is a dog. He has the nature of a dog, right? And even people have gone as far as try to domesticate uh, wild animals, lions. People, you know, people are crazy. You'll have a, 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 a pet lion, or people will have a pet snake, 
or people have a pet crocodile, you know, uh, or, you know, people say, my dog doesn't bite, he'll bite you, right, because he has the nature of a dog. He said, my dog doesn't bite me, and then all of a sudden he bites you. Oh, man, he, he never bites anybody, and you can't get mad. He has the nature of a dog. Can you say amen? And you can't tell a cow, I want you from now on to not to be a cow. I want you to be a dog or a horse. And if the cow could speak and say, but sir, I'm a cow. I can't change. I have the nature of a cow. Do you understand that? I cannot. I only say moo. That's it. I can't do anything else. Do you understand that? So man cannot change, you see. Telling a man to change when, uh, when he has the nature of the enemy and without having the nature of God uh, is like telling an animal to change or uh, it's impossible. Does everybody understand that? But uh, that nature uh, is the nature of God. Now, listen to me real carefully. When we think of eternal life, what is the first thing we think about? Uh, we think of heaven, we think of future, you know, eternal life. But Jesus came to give us life in the present. Everybody get that? And that life, eternal life, is synonymous with the nature of God and also synonymous with the God kind of life. So Jesus, uh, or John, uh, uh, John wrote in, in, the, in the book of John, he says, in him, let's go to John 1, 4 once again. He said, in him was life. In him was Zoe. Somebody said, in him was Zoe. And the life was the light of man. Right? So, uh, and then in John 5, 26, he says, the father has Zoe. And the son was giving Zoe. And then in John 10, 10, uh, Jesus said, I have come that you might have Zoe. Does everybody understand that? So the father has Zoe. Now, what a privilege. Come on, lift your hand up and say, what a privilege it is. Man, what a privilege it is. Uh, the father has life. Now, notice, now notice, the same life. The same life. When a man is born again, uh, you receive the nature of God. Okay? The same life that is in the father that he gave to Jesus. Now, Jesus came to impart that life, the nature of God into our lives. Can you say amen? So that life, now look at uh, John 5, 24, it is a now life. Everybody say a now life. In John 5, 24, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me, uh, go ahead, the next, uh, has everlasting life and shall not come into uh, condemnation, but is passed from death until it has, which is present, has he, has everlasting Zoe right now. We don't have to wait till heaven to get the nature of God. I got it right now. Can you say amen? Now, uh, when we have the nature of God, that means that uh, uh, the nature of Satan has been, when the nature of God comes into a man's life, the nature of Satan has to leave you, okay? It has to. Now, uh, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, now notice this, he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? He is a new creature or a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. In other words, when a man is truly born again, really, 
When he's really born again, God imparts his nature into you, and you are completely transformed, and you are changed. Does everybody understand that? If a man is truly born again. Now, if you are truly born again, then old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. Now, everybody look up here, and listen to what I'm going to tell you. Uh, uh, For years, and for many years, people have been confused. Because they say, well, the guy comes to church or she comes to church. Uh, He even got baptized or uh, he joined a church. Uh, People can do all those things and not be born again. And that's why people don't change. Does everybody understand that? Only when a man receives the nature of God, you are completely changed. Now, when I came back from Vietnam in 1969, man, I was a messed up kid. All right. Not outside, but inside, I was messed up. And uh, had it not been for the nature of God, I would have probably killed somebody, or I would have killed myself, uh, uh, or I would have done some other crazy thing. I used to carry all kinds of weapons in my car because I had this paranoid thing about, uh, you know, if it's Vietnam, you've been in a combat zone. Man, you're going to carry weapons. I carry a uh, 44 Magnum. And then other weapons under my seat, you know, as I legally I can do that, right? As long as it's unloaded, and if I want to load, I'd put it on my dashboard. And I was stopped a number of times uh, coming from Albuquerque, uh, state police. Uh, he had stopped me. There, uh, one case, on one uh, occasion, there was a roadblock for looking for a criminal. And they came up to my car, and the policeman looked in there. He said, is that loaded? I said, loaded to the... Tilt, man, amen, to the gills, it's loaded. And he said, can I have your license? Here it is. He saw my license. He said, go ahead. So uh, do you understand that unless the nature of God comes in you, you're going to be a crazy person, right? Nothing can change you. All the money in all the world, all the programs, all the degrees, all the money, nothing will change you because you have the nature of the enemy. You need a new nature. Right? You need the nature of God. And only God can give that. Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise army. Because only God can give a new nature. Can you say amen? He, he's the only one. But when that nature comes in you, wow, you say, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. That old nature, the enemy's nature, uh, spiritual death, left your inside, the inward man, which is your heart. And a new nature has been imparted into you. And old things have passed away. And behold, all things are new. Can you say amen? The want to, to do awful things is not there anymore. You said, oh, I was, I had the want to, to do a pornography or do this. Well, it's not there anymore. Can you say amen? Because the nature nature of God can come in, has, uh, has come into you, but you have to be born again. Does everybody understand that? Now, if you're not born again, all the other religious stuff will never help you. Ritual, stand up, do sign of the cross, take holy water, take the, uh, the, uh, the Lord's Supper or, or whatever. You know, all that's uh, like the Lord's Supper is very important. Baptize is very important. 
but that's not going to change you because it's all just uh, outside. All these things are good. If the inward man is changed and if that inward man is not changed, all that exterior stuff doesn't, uh, does, not, uh, does not help a man in any way, uh, way, form, or fashion. Does everybody understand that? We have to be born again. Somebody has to be born. Uh, we have to be born again. Well, to be born again, now listen, to be truly born again, because there's a lot of confusion. It says, I thought she or he was born again. Well, to be born again, listen to what the Bible tells us. In uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, he says, uh, if, any ma- uh, if we'll confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, uh, the Lord Jesus, somebody, uh, let's read that together, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, if you look at that verse, now real carefully, in order to be saved, a person has to make Jesus Lord of your life. Not just Savior. No, no, no. A lot of people say, well, I just want a Savior. I don't want him to be Lord because Lord means you'll have a say-so in your life. Right? I mean, it, it, because Lord means he's the boss, means the he, he's the head. That means that he has a say-so in your life. And people say, no, I want to live my life like I want to. Well, he's not Lord of your life. Uh, I want to dress like I want to. He's not Lord of your life. I, wanna, I, want, I have these plans for my life. Uh, well, he's not Lord. Uh, but when he's Lord, you're going to do exactly what the Lord says. Can you say amen? And, the, and God's will is always best. Somebody lift up your hand and say, God's will is always best. I'm telling you, you think you're intelligent enough to know what's best for you, but you don't. I know you're intelligent, but uh, listen, we don't know more than God. And God, His will is always best for us. I want to do this. I want to marry her or marry him. Oh, Yeah then uh, you're going to get into trouble but, uh, because he's not Lord of your life. But when he's Lord of your life, he's going to be the boss in your life. He's the head of your life. He's going to have a say-so in your life. Can you say amen? And if he's not, then you're not saved. And if you, if you come up in your life and say, uh, I want a Savior, I'm going to heaven, uh, no, you're not even saved. You're, the only be saved is to make Him Lord, and He specifically tells us there that you have to make Him Lord of your life. Does everybody understand that? Just like I told you, I gave you this example. If you're married with somebody, and that person said, well, I want to have, uh, 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 have a girlfriend on the side, you said, no, we're not going to have that marriage. Can you imagine a man telling his wife, I'm going to marry you, but I'm going to have girlfriends. Uh, no, it's not going to work. The woman will kill you. Right? That's right. Or, or a woman comes and tells a man, uh, listen, I'm going to marry you, but, you know, I'm going to have boyfriends on the side. The man says, you're crazy. I'll kill you too. Right? You understand? Now, uh, and now we're not going to tolerate that, but we think God will tolerate having other lovers. Right? Or oh, that, uh, that God, we're uh, going to have other gods, uh, in our, and, uh, uh, in, uh, we can permit other gods in our life. No, if he's Lord, he's going to be Lord. Can you say amen? And, and when a person uh, makes that commitment, said, I'll make you Lord of my life, then God imparts his nature in you, and you become a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Can you say amen? And then your whole life begins to, cha- begins to change. Do you understand what I'm telling you this morning? 
a new life in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So when this life takes place, uh, listen to me real carefully. Your life goes from death unto life. Now, I think it's 1 John 3.8. Let's go to 1 John 3.8. And this scripture is very important. And then we'll read verse 10. 1 John 3.8 says this. Uh, he that committed, now that's not very clear there. So let's go to the New Living Translation. He said, he that commits sin is of the devil. Uh, New Living Translation. When people keep on sinning, when you keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Everybody get that? That's written to Christians. If you keep on sinning, you're never born again. Yeah, but I joined the church. I was baptized. I, uh, I take the Lord's Supper, and I do all these. It don't matter. If you keep on sinning, uh, you still have the nature of the devil. You're never saved. Now, look at, uh, what is that, verse 10. I'm not sure if that's right, but let's go to verse 10. 1 John 3:10. Now, we tell you the truth. We are children. Uh, okay. Uh, now, we can tell you who are the children of God and who are the children of the who. Wow. Man, I wish God wouldn't have put that in there. That offends people. <laughs> now, when we can tell who are children of God and who are the children of the devil, anyone who does not live righteously and does not love others, uh, be, uh, other believers, does not belong to God. Is that clear? Yeah. Now, look what the Bible says. Children of God, children of the devil. Why is it children? They've got the nature of the devil. And when, when a person has an age of death, he said, hey, quit drinking. And you can't kick the beer cans out of their hands. Why? If they, you kick the beer cans out of their, their hands, they'll pick up marijuana. And if you kick the marijuana, they'll pick up cocaine. And if you kick out, kick out the cocaine, there's no source of it. They'll smoke the bark off a tree. <laughs> right? They'll smoke anything. Right? Or sniff anything. Right? Uh, because uh, it, they have the nature, just like a dog. Quit being a dog. I dressed you up. I've even called you uh, a, a person's name, Adam. Adam, you're, you're a human. And the little dog says, no, I'm not. I'm a dog. i got the nature of a dog, right? Everybody understand that? We need the nature. So listen, you want to help your people? You want to help somebody? You got to get them to be born again, and to and to uh, make sure that they're born again, and not to offer them a bunch of church stuff, but to tell them you might, you've got to be born again. You got to be born again. How am I born again? If you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that He is Lord of your life, you'll be saved. Do you believe that? Will you commit yourself to making Him Lord of your life, to putting Him in, as the as the boss in your life? Are you willing to do that? Well, when you do when you do that and you commit yourself, God Himself will impart His nature into you, and your whole life will be changed. Can you say Amen? Let's give the Lord a great praise arm for that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to 1 John 3, 14. Let's see what that says. 3, 14 and then 15. Uh, here it is. 
Uh, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death into life, from uh, the nature of the devil to the Zoe life. Verse 15, but a person who has no love is still dead or is still in, is spiritually dead. Does everybody understand that? So uh, uh, you, have, you still have that nature in you. But praise God that we can receive the Zoe life. Can you say amen? Now I've said all that this morning to get to this. This is very important. Let's go to 1 John, I mean John 1, 4. This is very important. John 1, 4. Now listen real carefully. Look what Jesus, uh, what John said this about Jesus. John 1, 4. He said, now let's put it in the King James, please. King James. Okay, in him was what? Okay, let's read it this way. Let's insert the Greek word. In him was Zoe. Everybody say, in him was Zoe. You see, that's the nature of God. Talking about Jesus. In him was Zoe, the God kind of life. And the life was the light of man and that life is the development of man you've been wondering why you haven't developed well you have to appropriate and you have to walk in the light of that life did everybody get that you have to walk in the light of that life you have to walk in the light of that life number one you have to receive the life and then you have to walk in the light of that life in order for you to have the God kind of success in this life without the nature of God you can talk to people in their heads all day and for years like Alcoholics Anonymous I'm a drunkard I'm an alcoholic uh, that's nice, but that's human wisdom. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, you are, and you're going to stay one. But you have to say what God says, right? You have to say, I'm a new creation. I'm a born-again child of God. <laughs> Can you imagine saying that? I'm a drug addict. I'm a dr no, we're not a drug addict. Uh, I'm a pervert. No, you better say you're a child of God if you want to change in your life. Everybody get that? So, this is very important now. In the light shineth in, uh, let's go to John 1, 4, please. In him was life. Everybody say, in him was life. In the life was the light of man. Now, let's tie it in with 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. Watch this. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 10. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the Zoe... Also, Jesus, the nature of God, watch this, might be made manifest where? Now, this, this life that came inside of your inward, your inward man, your heart, it now has the power to manifest in your uh, flesh, in your body. And it has the power to manifest in every area of your life. Did you get that? In him was life, in the life of man, uh, in, in the life was the light of man, the development of man. In other words, uh, you have to appropriate the life if it's going to help you. Now, uh, you can get saved, truly saved, and you're going to heaven when you die, right? But what about planet Earth? In God, there is no failure. God never planned 
for you to be a failure, but to be a true success, to have God's best. I've come that you might have Zoe, and to have it how? Abundantly. Somebody say abundantly. God, Jesus came to give us the abundant life, but you have to appropriate it in your life. Does everybody get that? You have to appropriate it. Uh, in other words, uh, it's not going to be forced on you as a Christian. This is why uh, we find failures among God's people. They're going to heaven. They're going to heaven. And I've talked to people, and I know they're going to heaven. And, I, and they've showed it. They're no longer the person they used to be. They've been born again. Old things have passed away. But they're failures in this life. You see? You say, well, what's going on here? Well, I don't understand. I'm a child of God. Why is it that I cannot have victory in my money and in my health and in my family? Or I can't have victory in my business? What's going on? Because it's not going to be forced on you. Does everybody understand that? Uh, and it's not going to fall on you from heaven. You have to walk in the light of that life. Everybody get that? You have to walk in the light of that life. You have to walk in the light of that life. In other words, you got to walk in this. This manual right here. If you don't walk in the light of this manual, then you may be a Christian and you'll end up going to heaven. You'll go to heaven, but you'll live a miserable life here. Uh, because you didn't walk in the light. This is not going to be forced on you. This is why there's so much confusion today. He said, well, uh, I thought he was a Christian. Why is he living like that? Well, maybe he was not saved. If there, he keeps on sinning, doing the same things he's doing, he's not saved. But if he, his life has changed, so why doesn't he have victory? Well, he's not walking in the light of that life. Now, look at the promises of God. If we look at the promises of God throughout Genesis to Revelation, this is what God has for his people. Long life. Everybody say, long life. He has uh, health for you to live your life, to live in health and have a long life. He, he has prosperity for you. He has, uh, he has uh, all kinds of, he has everything you'll ever need in this world. But in order to have all those things that God has given you that belong to you, which is your inheritance, and it's your right. Does everybody understand that? It's your right. It belongs to you. It's your inheritance. We are now heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. But in order to, to get a hold of inheritance, you have to appropriate these promises. you got to walk in the light of that life. Can you say amen? Now notice what it says in uh, Psalms 119, 130. Wonderful scripture, real powerful, but it shows a lot, uh, a lot to us. Now look at this scripture. The entrance of thy word giveth what? Huh? What does the entrance of thy word give? It giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. When God's word comes into your life, then you have light, right? Now notice this scripture, uh, uh, John 6, 63. Look what Jesus said, John 6.63, and he said in John 6.63, my words are spirit and, uh, and they are life. It is the spirit that quickeneth or giveth life. The flesh profiteth nothing, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are what? 
and they're alive. Now, I'm going to give two more scriptures, and I'm through. Listen real carefully. Because we got to walk in the light of that life. You see, otherwise, you can't receive anything that God has for you. You got to know the scripture. He said, uh, and you got to put it to work in your life. You got to believe it, see it, and believe it, and put it to work. You got to confess that, believe it, and declare it every day of your life because God's word cannot lie. God cannot lie. And whatever he says, uh, uh, it, it's for your life. And if he's done it for others, he'll do it for you. Can you say amen? God is not a respecter of persons. Now look at this scripture in 3 John, verse 2. Two more scriptures, and I'm through. 3 John. Uh, verse 2 is only one chapter. Uh, he says, Beloved, now notice this, I wish above all things that you may as what? That you prosper. Everybody say prosper. And that you be in health even as your soul prospers. In other words, your life is contingent upon the, uh, uh, on the, upon the condition of your soul. And if your soul level is right here, the condition, your soul. Your soul is your, your thinking, your emotions, your will. If your, your soul is on this level, you're not going to go above that level. You'll be right here. If your soul is at that level of God's promises, then that's the level that you're going to end up in life. But if you say, my soul is way up here, that means you change the way you think once you're saved. Now, everybody say, once you're saved. Once you have the nature of God in you, you made Jesus Lord of your life, then you got to work on your soul, which is your thinking, and you got to renew your thinking. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Can you say amen? And if your soul doesn't, uh, uh, is not prospering, you will not prosper. Do you understand that? Because your thinking will get in the wrong. You'll say, uh, I know I'm not going to make it. Look how people speak every day. I'm not going to make it. My business is not going anywhere. I know there's a crisis in. Uh, I, I know that they're going to steal from me. I know I'm going to lose my money. All that is going to take place because you haven't changed your thinking. Oh, I know I'm never going to have enough. But the Bible says that we should call things which be not as though they were. Can you say Amen. That's faith. And if you can't call things uh, that are not as though they were, then you're not walking in faith. You gotta, you, we got to appropriate the promises of God. And then I'll give you one more. Psalms 35, verse 25. And David, King David, said this when he was already an old man ready to die. He said this. Um, Psalms 37, verse 25. I have been young. And now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken. You see, David said, you know, he was a rich man and a very prosperous. He was a warrior, a king of Israel, blessed on every side. But he said, I've never seen a righteous man forsaken. Did you get that? A righteous man. And he he knew what a righteous man is. He says, I get up at midnight and I think about God's word. I go to bed thinking about God's word. Seven times a day I praise his name. Three times a day I pray. My, my, his word is all, always uh, before me. And then we wonder, he said, 
Why is it that she or he lived the way they do? Because they don't appropriate. They're Christians, but they live horrible lives. But they're saved. And then the other ones, they have the nature of the devil, and they can't change. So if you're going to help your relatives and your children, listen to me very carefully. If you're going to help your children, uh, if you're going to help your children, you got to get this in their life uh, early in life. And if you, insert, if you in, uh, instill this in their life, you will not have problems with your children. But children that were not raised in God, they'll be in prison. They'll be drug addicts. They'll have all kinds of problems. You have to instill this life early in life. Everybody get this. In him was life, and the life was the, the light of man. It's the development of man. So, but it's not going to be forced on you, and it's not going to fall from you from heaven. You've got to commit yourself. And I'll end with this. Uh, when I came out of Vietnam, and I was going, uh, finishing up the, my work at the university, I, I joined a, a health spa in Albuquerque. It was the European health spa. And I was working out. There were my buddies. One was Mr. New Mexico. Man, he was about 6'2", and muscles. I've never seen so many muscles in a person's body. I mean, every time you go, dude, dude. I mean, muscles everywhere. I mean, it was muscles everywhere. And uh, I never wanted to be that big. I just said, okay, I'm going to work out with you guys. Uh, he said, man, we can get you like me. I said, no, no that's nice. You look real nice, but uh, uh, I want my clothes to fit me. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I don't want that. Well, anyway, uh, I got to uh, bench pressing 265 pounds. That was my bench press. Uh, but can you imagine me walking into the uh, house and said, okay, give me 200 pounds now. No, those barbells would have fallen on my head. Everybody understand that? You got to work at this thing. And it was time, it came a time that I could bench press 265 easy. But when I came in, I couldn't bench press. Well, I came out of the Army, so I was pretty unfit. But I couldn't bench press, I think, 170. That was hard for me, bench pressing. But I worked at it. I was there every other day in the gym. So some people think that their life is going to develop and just do nothing. You do nothing, you don't get that word and appropriate it, I'll tell you what your life's going to be, the big old zero. And you're going to say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to talk to God, see why he didn't give all this thing to me. Amen. I can't, you don't have to wait to heaven, I can tell you right now. I can tell you why it's not happening in your life. You have to appropriate this blessing. Where do you start? Start in the book of Genesis. Start reading three chapters a day. And start reading throughout the whole Bible. And then every time you find a promise, uh, let it go forth out of your mouth. Can you say amen? And start declaring. If it says it there, it's true. You just start confessing and declaring. And he says, uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the weak say, I am strong. Can you say amen? And if it worked for Sarah, it'll work for me. If it worked for Abraham, it'll work for me. If it worked for David, it'll work for me. We have the same God. Can you say amen? Let's stand up and let's give the Lord a great praise offering. Praise God. Let's give, come on, let's stand up and give the Lord a great praise offering this morning. Thank you, Jesus.
That's the nature of God. But if you don't, it don't matter how many degrees you get or whatever you do, you'll, you'll end up being nothing. You'll lose everything. But if you appropriate them, I can guarantee you'll have success in your life. So uh, let's make sure that this is, uh, that you have this, that you have the nature of God. You say, well, what is it? Well, let's just do Romans uh, 10, 9. Would you put that up there for me, please? Romans 10, 9, we're going to do that right now to make sure. Would you hold hands and let's confess this and declare this. I want you to say this. Now, say it with all your heart and believe it because God is about to give you his nature this morning. The nature of God.